Welcome to Tim Talks Presents, Fast and Furious Presents, a podcast presentation of Tim Talk Talks, Fast and the Furious Presents, Hobbs and Shaw. I hate you. Presents. So much. <laughs> which, which ones are ampersands and which ones are ands? Sorry, you're right. Let me do that again. Welcome to Tim Talk Presents, Fast Ampersand Furious Presents, Hobbs Ampersand Shaw Presents a podcast presentation of Tim Talk Talks, Fast Ampersand Furious, Hobbs Ampersand Shaw. Are you a masterpiece? I'm actually very Are you proud, proud of that of bit? This is what I was doing last night as I drove home from the movie, was figuring out how practicing. I was practicing this exact joke. Did you swerve and, into another lane when you're like, genius, I, did, I, I found it. I, uh, in fact, swerved, died, was cybernetically enhanced, and have come back here to do this podcast. Oh, God. You're a member of Etion? I am. Okay. Welcome yeah, to Tim Talk. <laughs> As you that's can, Chris. As you can tell, uh, that's right. Yes, I'm Chris. I'm Cameron. And uh, we have our <laughs> returning guest, Shane. Welcome oh. back, Shane. Hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, as you guys can tell already, we are taking a, a diversion away from our usual DCAU chatter to talk about another blockbuster film. And of course, it had to be the blockbuster, the blockbuster film that I was dragged to by these two idiots. And uh, my retribution is now forcing them to talk about it on a podcast. I accept your terms. Yeah. <laughs> what are your hot takes on this thing? Um, but I mean, you know what? Here's the thing. It's all about family, guys. It's really, really all about family at the end of the day, which is why, of course, Shane, you're here. Yeah. Because you're, you're our brother, our family, our, Uso. our familia. Yeah, my Uso. God, yeah. it's so our great Uso. to be here with my Usos in Samoa. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we're, we're, we're talking the Fast and the Furious. It's a full-on spoiler podcast. It's my, like... You can't really spoil this movie, I would say, with the exception of a couple cameos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but even those, I are mean, you can spoil it by, by saying it. that they should have died many times. Oh yeah, this this film franchise that started out with stealing <laughs> DVD players and now involves a cybernetic <laughs> super soldier with a bioengineered virus. Uh, mm -hmm. The first movie, like the biggest thing I remember, is that Jordana Brewster makes him a sandwich for like five minutes of the film. Oh yeah, <laughs> like he, he runs a he cafe. Loves, yeah, he loves his uh, his tuna. Yeah, it's I like a tuna, it's a tuna melt or something yeah. like that. And now <laughs> that's like the first the cold open is just like MI six murdering a bunch of like yeah. nucleophysic ter terrorists. MI six uh, <laughs> recapturing a biovirus from the basement of St Paul's Cathedral. I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what's happening there. I, who were they stealing it from initially? Because I don't know. And also, why was Idris Elba like? You guys all go. I'll meet you there. I gotta take my like my motorcycle just another way. Oh, I I don't think you were here when I was telling Chris this. So I have behind the scenes news about those scenes. Oh, because <laughs> uh, a friend of mine cut the initial trailers for Hobbs and Shaw. So they had a lot of uh, green screen footage. Okay, and he says his favorite thing to watch was when the so for people who haven't seen it, the motorcycle moves on its own. It's it's you know commanded by autopiloted. <clears throat> yeah. I'll be honest. I gotta know that was cool. I was like, Idris Elba, a little bit of a transformer. So, so the thing is, that's not a CGI motorcycle. It's a guy in a green screen suit <laughs> walking the motorcycle to him. <laughs> and just knowing that footage exists makes me so excited just, for any behind the scenes footage we'll get of this. Oh, I wish it just like just showed his face and it's just like a, <laughs> the melancholy look of this guy having his job being walked. Well, I mean, like. it's Sean Gunn. Oh, 100%. Oh, okay. Uh, Shane, the reference there is that Sean Gunn does the uh, on-set CGI work for Rocket Raccoon in yeah. the Avengers movies. 
I wasn't sure if you'd get that. Oh, yeah. Or if other people would get guys, that. Come on, guys. I'm into it. Also, you're leaning way too far away from the microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. There you go. Speaking, now you're good. Speaking of the mic. Now you're good. You told me I had to be a half a... Di- I'm keeping a fist distance, man. <laughs> I have a dick distance? A single fistance. <laughs> a half a dick's distance? Yes. Depends on the dick. Yeah, once I'm so far away. Nice. What up? <laughs> What's up? Five. Well, we can fix it in the edit. <laughs> we? Yes, I'll send you my audio files of all my claps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, use that one. Oh, yeah, you guys need to go into the booth with me and do like four, yeah, exactly. five, or ten yeah, claps we, so we, we can, can do some, some real solid Foley work. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, Greg the Foley guy, hey, we'll do, take care of this later. He's also here. If you're watching hey. the video version of this pod, hey, don't talk to Greg. He's working. Sorry. Hey, it's true. Yeah, we don't address Greg directly. Uh, but look, I mean, we're we're making fun of this movie, and we're going to continue to do so. But I will say, I did actually enjoy enough of it. It's a big set for you. Yeah. I feel like you were going to finish that sentence, and you didn't. I was going to finish it with, I enjoyed enough of it to enjoy it, and I decided saying nothing would be better <laughs> than that. It's, I mean, it, it's a very fun movie. It, it is fun. Like, I think, I think what turned me off these movies was mostly Fast 7, which I really Mostly the fast Yeah, the fast part. part of Furious. <laughs> I was all in on the Furiouses, but well, like, I hated the fast. Well, like, I guess not, that one was Furious 7, Anytime wasn't they broke it? it was, 45 miles an hour, it's really <laughs> uncomfortable. No, that's right, because it was Fast 5, Fast and Furious 6, Furious 7. Yes. And, and then the fate, fate... Of the 8. Of the Furious. Yeah. yeah. But they, they didn't actually put the 8 in the fate, right? No, they Which, did not. That's such a missed opportunity. Why didn't they do that? That's yeah. a real... Like, that. they fucked that up. Yeah, they mm-hmm. really screwed that up. Um, no, I... When I saw it, I enjoyed Fast Five, and well, I think we have six. enough selling problems already that's as, true. A, <laughs> in as this, a society. In this if we if we make a major block, because that's what top ten highest grossing films of all time now, isn't it? What? It's oh, it's Fast uh, Eight, yeah, seven. Fate of the Eight, oh, Fate of the Eight, yeah. It's oh, no, seven is top ten. I don't think eight made it that high up, but still, if you have a major blockbuster that misspells Fate in its name, we're gonna have a whole generation of people <laughs> who are gonna really. I mean, that's why I can't spell. Well, that's why you can't spell fantastic, because you think there's a four in the middle of it. I do. (laughs) (laughs) But no, this this movie was actually pretty entertaining. Like, I hated Seven, because I thought it was overly long and really stupid, and I didn't think... Is that the submarine one? No, No, it's the submarine one. Okay. I think Seven was the last good one, in my opinion. I don't know what's wrong with you. Oh, Seven was the... Did uh, did we see Seven together? Seven's the long runway, right? No, that's six. Six Six is the long runway. What's Seven? Seven's the one where they parachute out of oh, the plane. Oh, and they fight the bus? And they, it's Tony Jaw on the bus? What? But it's like, is it Tony Jaw? Isn't it? I don't know. Wait, seven's the one where they drive through the, the three hotels in... Yeah, in Dubai. Yeah. Yeah, and then the movie goes on for their 45 minutes, and it all ends with, like, The Rock shooting down a drone in L.A. Oh, it's in L.A. And, and Vin yeah. Diesel gets in that street fight with... Uh, Jason Statham, who is now, of course, a hero. Mm-hmm. Like the the retcon arc of that character is insane because he starts out as like a what, the most like ruthless a, criminal, yeah, like, like in Europe. Yeah, a post credit sting. I want to say the end of six. Oh no, yeah. that's right. What is because he's uh the other guy's brother. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so so we yeah, never, they it's... never mention him in this one, and it is driving no, me no, no. insane. So they do. <laughs> no, okay. they don't. They, they, no, 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 they do. No. Hold on. Because I've seen this movie twice okay. now. But one, shame on you. For it. Shame on okay. you. So he's mentioned once when he's in the prison with his mom, Helen Mirren. Yes. Uh, and she says it like 
under her breath, she's like, oh, you and your brother and your <laughs> sister used to always have such great schemes you would do. I thought it was just you and your sister. No, no. So that's, that was the first time I watched it. I thought that. And the second time I listened for it and I heard his name and you can see him in the background of the shot <laughs> when they're, cause they blow up the safe. They're talking about yeah. the, the, uh, the antics they'd get into as kids. Oh, the Keith Moon. The yes. That's why the Keith Moon. Yeah. yeah. So you see Statham and uh, beautiful, beautiful uh, Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa Kirby. Yeah. Uh, jumping toward, or jumping away from the safe, <laughs> and behind the safe, you see the the it's, second brother. It's Luke Evans. They didn't even bother to hire a new actor. <laughs> it's just yeah. I was gonna say. It's in like, the background. I'm like, I'm here too. Is <laughs> Luke Evans like the first character they're gonna retcon in the Fast and Furious? Oh, movie? he's not the first one. I mean, because uh, Deckard Shaw is the first one who was. <laughs> Ian Shaw in the post credit sting of six. Was he? Yeah. So like, but they even mentioned his name. Yeah. This isn't, I appreciate they mentioned his name as like Ian, but like the post credit sting of six is then, is that the, uh, it's the, the, the clip from, yeah. yeah Tokyo Drift, Drift yeah. when he kills Still Han the best of all and he's of like a total dick. And then seven opens with him, like destroying that hospital just so he can go in and like talk to his brother. So he has, I don't know, like a hundred different random, uh, like hospital employees just getting murdered in cold blood by these like these mercenaries who so can go and have like a tete a tete with his brother. But don't mm -hmm. worry, in this movie they say he's not that bad of a guy. He's not that bad of a guy. He was well, framed. Yeah, yeah, he's been framed, framed for all of okay, this. Okay, can we actually go back to that? Because like it feels like I can't figure out in the Shaw family who is the black sheep of the family. There. Because so like, I guess <laughs> I guess technically it's Vanessa Kirby because she left the. The, the family business of being like grifters and con artists and criminals to go become an no, MI6 agent. No, but so agent. did Deckard. But yeah, Deckard Shaw was also in MI6. Well, that's yeah. true. I guess he was a black sheep that then, like, <laughs> then got kicked out of MI6 for being a bad guy. And then his bad guy family rejected no, no, him. No, no, no. His bad guy family then embraced him after he rejected goodness. But his goodness. good guy sister rejected him because she worked for MI6. Also, only in movies can the two like two <laughs> members of the same family work be criminals and also work for MI6. Like they do a very thorough fucking background check on you when you do these yeah. sort of jobs. And also, wait, wasn't the third guy wasn't uh, Owen Shaw? Didn't he also work for MI6 and go rogue? No, I don't think. So. I did thought he, he did because they were like, remember that entire thing where. Uh, they're they're looking at all the people and he's like, oh, these guys are all former special forces, and then they're like, oh, it's the British version of us. Oh, you're right. It, oh, you but you're asking me to remember something from these movies, which okay, are which is my take on this movie <laughs> is I might as well have gone and done like the maniac pills uh, from the TV show because like it. It, it just wiped my brain. Like we got out of the movie and I was like, what just happened? Yeah, well, because they they will basically just mash. Three different movies into go. one. Owen G. Shaw is a former major in the Special What's Air Service. What's the G Service. stand for? <laughs> Glorious. Yes. <laughs> Good. Uh, is a former major in the Special Air Force uh, and a mercenary for hire. Okay. So, so, yeah, they, so he was former. Okay. So maybe he's the, still so black sheep in his family that <laughs> so their, their, their mom, played by Helen Mirren, who is a shining moment in this movie. Oh, always. Uh, okay. So she's a con artist and like a grifter and a criminal. All three of her kids went into some form of spec ops. And by the end of it, I think all three are now criminals, right? Wasn't that kind yep. of the implication of the, mm -hmm. this movie was that, that Vanessa Kirby is no longer working for MI6 and she's a criminal again? Which just makes sense. Because, I mean, she didn't do anything wrong. No, like she Although was framed. they did, yeah, they never really cleared that up, though. Oh, they, also, how sloppy was that frame job? Like, this movie is, like, built on international espionage and, like, advanced technology and everyone being the smartest person. And he's like, 
Everyone in our group is shot. We're all dead. It was Vanessa Kirby. And then he hit, yo, and he's like, that'll do. Like, <laughs> do, do we even want to try and summarize the plot of this? Actually, no, hang yes. on. Shane, I want you to try and summarize oh the my plot God. of this movie. Because right. Cameron will actually give us an accurate synopsis, which is way less interesting. <laughs> okay. No offense, so, Cameron. The big thing that I feel like was a problem for me was I've seen every single one of these movies, and they just assumed I knew what Etienne Medical or something was. I oh, think the, the first time the we heard organization. Yeah, so the, it was the like Fast the, the Furious version of Spectre. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it was like cyberpunk cbs in my opinion but uh it was like uh yeah like big pharma wanted wants to acquire a virus so they can kill all the normies yes and then they're gonna take all the super soldiers at the time of which there is only a single person seemingly yes and uh create a, a new human race yes but there seems to be no explanation of how oh how uh, Idris Elba's character, who is shot in the head at some point, doesn't have a scar on his uh, face. Three times. Twice in the body, one in the head. Yeah. Because yeah. that's how they were taught. Right. Yes. But how does he... He got shot in the head, yet there was no place where a bullet entered his body. No. Well, the bottom teeth. Oh, he got shot... That's what it was supposed to be? I think that's my guess. Oh, I thought that was just him justifying oh. his terrible... His character's terrible, like, not Cockney slang, but, like, just, like, a mumblecore, unexpl unexplainable, like... British accent that was just taken to the most like dirty slangy levels. Like I don't think that's how Idris Elba actually speaks. It was like he was intensifying his British accent. Well, because it's not a grill. It's mm -hmm. like an it's an a weird angle. So I that was my yeah, guess. It's like asymmetrical. Was, yeah. Right. But like was he was shot in the mouth, which that's is the one thing they can't regrow is teeth. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was also the thing. I was like, yo, you're special ops and you're said twice in the head or once in the head and you shoot him in the mouth? Like, what? Did we see bullet wounds on his chest either when I don't think so. No, I think like, we only see his back. Yeah, yeah. like they, they like they sew his back back up again at some point, and there's like a metal skeleton in there. Which is, I feel, it's odd for me to say this, but it it almost feels weird for these movies to not give Idris Elba like the glory shot. I don't oh, yeah, think he worked out for like, it. Statham really... doesn't have one either. I guess. Yeah, but it's only I, The Rock. Yeah, but I don't think Statham works out that hard anymore. I mean, obviously, like he's still in phenomenal shape because he's an actual genuine martial artist. Mm -hmm. um, well, actually, he's a diver. He was. He was an Olympic diver. You I can know. see. You can see old videos of with hair. Yeah. Yeah, and just looking lean and sexy as fuck. Um, yeah. You want to talk about a guy who accidentally fell into acting? Yeah. Fucking Jason Statham. You're trying to tell me he didn't dive into acting? Shut uh, up. That's fantastic. <laughs> Cameron gets up and walks away. He's done. Greg, Greg, get him back. <laughs> yeah. We. But yeah. So they, they have this virus, and then Vanessa Kirby, MI6 agent. Galore, Hattie. Hattie. She thought her name was Maddie the whole time. Yeah, well, it's hard to tell through the the mumbling. She. This movie would do great with it's, subtitles. It's basically just the plot of. <laughs> oh, they have a lot of subtitles in the Fast and Furious font, which made me very happy. Like, <laughs> That's true. They're is consistent. that a downloadable font that I can get to like in like write personal letters in? Yeah, it's called FF. <laughs> yeah. And even when you go to look at the sampling, it's just the letter F. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, like, the style book is just, it's just the letter F, F and it's just so many Fs. <laughs> it's just Fs and F for sans. Uh, and twos. <laughs> but, so... The she, A's are actually eights. Yeah. <laughs> they got it right. She... It's basically just the plot of Mission Impossible 2. She injects herself with the virus so it can't get into evil hands, and they have to, like, cure her of the virus... And then that leads them on this like crazy hunt yes. because which they said is has not been programmed yet, which yeah. which makes me wonder like because because the the idea is the virus uh, you can basically program anything into it 
Yeah. Because um, uh, Eddie Marzan, who, or Marzan. Oh, is that the, the, the physicist? The scientist, the, the yeah. The, the multi-Nobel award winning scientist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, he must be in the news a lot that he gets I that know, right? second win. Yeah, and no one's ever seen or heard of him. Uh, but yeah, he designed it to be a way to develop cures. So this is what, like, I will give this general franchise credit for being really progressive in ways that other franchises aren't. But also, this is the closest we're ever going to get to a major like studio franchise having a borderline anti-vaxxer message. <laughs> because yeah. the whole point is that he created this thing as a like the most effective vaccine ever, like a, a, a temp of which you can vaccinate any sort of disease, and then it's bastardized into being a weapon to like kill people and ruin people's lives. And somewhere out there, Jenny McCarthy is like, yes, thank you, <laughs> finally someone sees me. Wait, they're the villain? I don't understand this movie. <laughs> Why are they trying to stop them? They're just trying to save the world. Here's the thing, Idris Elba is stronger. He is ha more handsome. He is smarter than them. Why wouldn't you not be able to know when what the percentage chance a punch will hit you is <laughs> it's such <laughs> it's so ridiculous but the the two best trackers in the world apparently are uh what's his name something shaw hobbs and shaw rob, no, rob delaney and ryan reynolds Dam not damien shaw what is it Deckard. Deckard Shaw. Dex. And, and Luke Hobbs. Come on, you can't remember Deckard and hattie the two most common british <laughs> names you could do you know the mom's name Mama, Mama yeah. Shaw, Mummy, Mummy. Uh, hold on, I, Mummy dearest. I, I still have the article up. So, yeah, they're the two best trackers. You got the, the Fast and Furious wiki open? Oh hell yeah, I do. <laughs> they're the forced, Fast and Furious first. Force the team together to track down Hattie, and then they get caught up in the whole the whole thing. And so, look, I actually do want to spend some time talking about things we liked about this movie because it's very easy to just slug at it all the mm -hmm. time. True. But there are I some don't good think things. so. There's only so much bad in this movie. Okay. There's so a lot of good. Let's 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 let Cameron lead the charge on this. The the beacon of optimism when we're not talking Zeta on this podcast. Uh, what did you enjoy about this? Uh, well, I'll start with the thing that I think all of us enjoyed, uh, which which has been spoiled as of yesterday, and it's kind of sad because it's a great reveal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is uh, there's a new member of the Fast and Furious family? Yep. In the form. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Rodney mm. Reynolds. It's great. It's amazing. He genuine surprise when he shows up. It honestly, like, it feels like he walked off from another set and just read some lines and walked back to oh. the other set. Oh, yeah. He was oh, like, yeah. I'll keep doing Deadpool here. Yeah. yeah. And it's gonna work. He I feel like he was maybe the only one in this movie who actually had really good comedic timing. Mm-hmm. Like, if almost like it, it, I think Helen Mirren has pretty good communication. She, she does. Yeah. Wh whoever writes like the Ryan Reynolds stuff also feels like they know that they're writing for Ryan Reynolds. I feel like whereas, he might write some of his own lines. That, uh, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised because it feels like it has the same like pacing and tone for a lot of the things that he does. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other stuff that's written for the other characters, either that or the Rock, whoever is giving the Rock his lines, he's like, no, 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 no. This is what it should be. I'll just pause and then I'll look at everybody in the room with eye, make eye contact with every single person in the room and then I'll say something very dumb and then just end it with Uso. So it's pretty common if you're the level of like a Ryan Reynolds or a Rock, you have your own go-to punch-up writer that usually that. won't be credited. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that's pretty common. Like you hear stories about that. How like, do I get that job? I know, right? I mean, wait, is The Rock's just Kevin Hart? Yeah. I think it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Is that uh, why he's in every movie? So the, like, they they put my name down. I'll in, be in the movie. Damn it! Several now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if? What if? 
Kevin Hart is actually just a a muscle on the rock that got so big that it became sentient and detached itself. It's the episode of South Park where you learn about Bono as just a giant piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Kevin Hart is just now a sentient former, like, growth off of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. uh, Yeah, he used to have triceps in the back, and now they're just biceps in the back because he had lost one of the muscles. Exactly. One of them just ran off and now has, like, an incredibly successful comedy career. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought Kevin Hart was fun in this, I'll be honest. Yeah, uh, I find him as the other reveal. Yeah, the yeah, other like, surprise cameo. Yeah. I find him more miss than hit. That being said, I really liked him in Jumanji, and for me, he is consistently the funniest thing in the Jumanji two trailer. Mm. Like him doing a Danny Glover impression, just j- somehow hits a very specific comedic funny bone for me, and it really works. I think he's genuinely talented. I just don't. I don't always like his shtick. Mm-hmm. I just feel like well, the, he's, he's just doing so much. It, it's oversaturated. I, right. I think that's. I think he's I think, best used sparingly, which is yeah. not necessarily an insult. Like I think there's something to be said about the folks who know how to come in and just be really good supporting cast. He's mm-hmm. one of my favorite parts in Forty Year Old Virgin, like his first kind of movie oh, appearance. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He's um. He's the guy that's trying to buy the speakers at the start, and he just wants them for free. He's oh. like, I'm going to take that for the price of on the house. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. And he's like in it for what? A minute or two minutes. Yeah. And he's out. And it's kind of like this where he should be in it for two minutes and he's in it for four. Yeah. And he's doing the same thing over and over again. And it hits the first time and maybe the second time. But then they keep on going back and playing this Just joke. Long, the and you're like, oh, all right, well, it's also a here. joke. I feel like we've seen before. I feel like he did the same joke in Jumanji. Where he's like trying to mimic the rock's like tone, like his badassness. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and one of oh, okay, we we're trying to talk about things that I like about this movie, but <laughs> no, one, don't limit yourself. Yeah, what, one of the, <laughs> spread, like, your, spread your wings. Baby. I think one of the problems with this is that in this film there are no low status characters. Like Ryan Reynolds, uh, Ryan Reynolds is Reynolds, like the yeah. lowest status character, just because he is deliberately like he's not even bad at what he does. He's actually like I think good, but he. He is self-effacing. He's like self-defeating, skewering. Like he's a, a tick off, a beat off from everyone around him. Well, he's low status who who thinks he's high status. Exactly. I think that's the difference. Well, that's, and and that's, no one thinks are, they're low status. Well, that's exactly it. Yeah. Whereas like, um, you know, even Kevin Hart's character is set up to be kind of a low status character because he's just the air marshal trying to like stop this. Admittedly, like pretty entertaining, like verbal banter, sparring match going on between mm-hmm. uh, Rock and Statham. But then they're like, oh, yeah, he's actually like a Delta Ops guy and he's a total badass on his own. You're like, well, that doesn't that kind of subvert the joke of him being just an air marshal. Like, right. did you just undercut your own? Yeah, because purpose that well, uh, what I was going to say is like, it's not that no, there's no characters that are low status. It's the characters never change status mm-hmm. because they're all high status. They yeah. think they're high status. And the fact that they have in their contract that they can't lose a fight is at no point are they ever in peril mm-hmm. because yeah. they're like, no, we're going to figure this out. And there's never a moment of like, will they or won't they? Like the machine breaks and he's like, nah, I'll get somebody to fix it. Yeah. And it's like, but wait, there was, we never thought you weren't going to be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think maybe that's what I haven't enjoyed as much about The Rock in more recent years is I feel like at one point he used to play characters that subverted his archetype and now he only leans super hard into it well it's because john cena stole all those roles that's true that john cena is like occupied that oh space my God. And like john cena the rocks at it. like a oh, good yeah. version of the rocks market correction yeah yeah pretty much like john cena is where the rock was 10 years ago now and, and i think that makes yeah, sense I think cock blockers like you can oh, easily yeah. see the rock in that right. wreck. yeah uh, Yes, exactly. Like, those are the kind of roles The Rock used to take on. Well, and I miss those roles. I think he is genuinely really funny. I think mm-hmm. he was great in Fast Five because his character also experienced, like, the the 
second act peril where he's like, he loses his whole team and it's his fault. Yeah. And it's like, oh, he messed up and something happens and now he has to redeem himself and he redeems himself by allying himself with the people. By letting Vin Diesel be the hero. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Letting Vin Diesel get away by giving you, I'll give you 24 hours. Uh, But then... In this one, you're like, n- which now no we know point. you can get anywhere in the world. He's like, <laughs> yeah, uh, no Kevin three, Hart. three hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, can we talk about the timeline of this movie where <laughs> yeah. this is like the what is it? Uh, Al Pacino, eighty-eight minutes. Yeah, where most of the time we're watching like real time of this movie happen. Like we're in Ukraine. Now we're in Russia. Now we're in Samoa, and it's we only had seventy-two hours in total. I, I feel mm-hmm. like when she, uh, Vanessa Kirby initially injected herself with this virus, I feel like they said something about her having thirty-six hours for it was going to go seventy-two. It was seventy-two. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So three days so this movie yeah happens no over, so it, it's it like was, two sleeps this movie is yeah. two sleeps so it was when uh when she was being interrogated that's when she said she only has 30 36 hours left okay so at that point the rocket already made it over to london yes so wait he goes to russia ukraine and samoa and she doesn't die in 36 hours yes yeah when does everybody sleep when is on it the plane. night they slept on the plane they slept on the plane one time what about the ukraine to samoa flight that, that's, that's probably, a lot that's of time to like sleep. a 14 hour flight yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they flew when it was a really fast plane. It was a military jet. It was his fast... No, because they said it was a car, uh, stolen cargo plane. That was mm-hmm. a cargo plane, yeah. Well, so with, with kind of jumping back to the Kevin Hart stuff, I thought when he said he was a Delta, I thought that was the joke, was that he was trying to get their respect by just throwing out a random thing. Oh, no, I took it at face value. Like, well, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think actually part of Delta I think Force. now, but I think it would have been funnier if he was like, oh, yeah, I was Delta. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, do you know so-and-so? Like, you know, one of yeah. my buddies was on Delta. It's like... Oh no, no no! I was on I was on the other team. Yeah, I was so on I was the like, other. There's the, like oh man, like Delta fraternity, but like there was you know there was <laughs> yeah. ROTC on campus. We used to hang out a lot. Tri yeah. Lambda. Yeah, I was uh, like backup for Delta. Like, I I was the guy the Deltas would call. Yeah, like, I, I was, was that echo. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Delta Airlines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I think I think maybe that's what it was missing. It was missing those moments where. Uh, the status of characters were changing, like right. you said, or like nothing subverted. ever subverted your expectations in this movie. Whereas yeah. in the other Fast and Furious, like no, the the expectation was I thought they were gonna die, <laughs> and they didn't. Because well, they can't. Because <laughs> well, <that's>, so, they <laughs> fell off a cliff in a car attached to a falling helicopter. Helicopter. And They landed yeah. head first into a waterfall. Yeah. Like it wasn't it, like oh the car's like tumbling. It was just like straight directly down. <laughs> but don't worry. Every single person got up. All Everyone the, all was the good. henchmen died, but don't worry. If you are given a character with a name, you survive these crashes. Or a defining haircut from that. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> or an Uso. Or an Uso. <laughs> yeah, yo, Usos yeah. never die. That's but, the rule of movie making. Like I think because at its core, there is something really good here, actually. Yeah. Like, it's it's a modern buddy cop. And I think the buddy cop formula still works really well if you have great leads. And I will say that The Rock and Statham do have really good chemistry together. I mm-hmm. think sometimes the dialogue wasn't necessarily great. But I still found even some of the lesser written jokes funny because it was them saying it to each other. And it was their delivery and their timing. Like... All of those things are actually pretty solid. All three of them are great on screen together with Vanessa Kirby. Oh, yeah, Vanessa Kirby like, in she there was too. awesome. Yeah, no, and yeah, she's and she's really just funny. a straight up fucking badass. She yeah. is. Like she, I, I was talking to one of my coworkers about this. Uh, they didn't like pull any of her punches. She mm. was a full like straight like it wasn't the like the sexy fighting of uh, of uh, Scar Joe of Black Widow. It's like she's elbowing people in the face. Yeah. Uh, she's tough. She gets bloody. She gets beat up. She yeah. Mm-hmm. She slams bottles against the rock's face. Yeah. Uh, well, and I think like he he did the or she did the most damage to the rock than anyone in this movie. Actually, that's like, true. He, like he bled. Yeah. After he, that fight, that, I don't think he bled any so time after that. So that fight confused me so much because they were like, we're both not trying, and then he just like picks her up, 
And that's like the part where like I never at, at no point did I ever think that she was going to get away from the rock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and that was the thing, like, like you said, they had such great chemistry on screen, but the only, but the only time that any character could ever show weakness was when they were having any verbal sparring, but the verbal yeah. sparring was still always one upsmanship. Like, exactly. It's very American in its style, which is like, it's, it's funny because I'm putting you down. It's like this constant roast battle going back and forth. Right. Which like, it's uh, admittedly, sometimes it does work kind of well. You know, like it's you know, the moment where they're trying to get out of London and Statham has hooked them all up with fake IDs and he's put the rock in like this very, very tight, like zip up sweater vest combo and hat. Oh, like, yeah. Like that's a funny little thing they threw in there. Mm -hmm. What was his name? Mike Oxmall? Mike uh, Oxmall. Yeah. Oh, Michael yeah, Oxmall. Yeah. It's like it's it's dumb, but it does kind of work, actually. And like you said, it's it's based on their performances. They make they make those jokes yeah. that if the joke is a B, they make it a B plus. Or exactly. They make it an a minus. And, and I think. That's what like carries movie through is like the chemistry of the three leads, and it, uh, also Idris Elba's really good too. Yeah, yeah. And I think he has I think good he chemistry had, with them. I think he had the worst dialogue of anyone, but yeah. he's still Idris Elba, so he's well, awesome. And he knew what, what you movie mean, he I'm was the bad in. guy is not good dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> but like the but, first line of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, when it's coming from him and that version of him as that character, it works. And also, just in this movie universe, the the dialogue is them. It's all exposition or yeah. all breaking the fourth wall. They might as well just be looking at the, peop uh, the people and be like, this is the stuff that you say before you have a big fight. Yeah. I don't know if I'll see you in the future. Well, I think I think I figured it out. So how Fast and Furious works is you should be able to understand the movie while revving a car or revving a motorcycle. <laughs> I like that, yeah. And if you can still understand it, then, it's, then it passes the Fast and Furious test. Oh, also the other rule is every car has NOS. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Or what did he call it? He was like, fire that milkshake or something oh, no, like it that. It was the moonshine. <laughs> moonshine. <laughs> the moonshine, yeah. yeah. For that, it would be called. I love that He's moment. He's like, give me the milkshakes. Yeah. Well, so actually, I mean, it's funny you talk about, like, you can understand the plot even with a motorcycle revving. That's part of the reason these movies are so successful is that they actually translate really well internationally. Mm -hmm. Because they... I can't wait for the Simone Marcus to see this. I know, right? <laughs> uh, please. Like, Once again, it's the uh, Simone. Simone. Yeah. It was like the rock was, like, practicing that for hours, and still it felt so... I mean... Like, uh, he is Samoan. So I know, but it feels like, it's still, like everyone else was so smooth. Like you could tell that they like it, actually spoke in that dialect and everything. In yeah. that moment, it did feel clunky when he like <laughs> when he, he said it that way. It felt like a little bit too deliberate. Right. Um, but like these movies do translate really well internationally because the plots don't really matter. It's mm -hmm. all about like the action and yeah, kind I of, mean like, it was it was it's the, the Conan and, the Conan formula. What? Conan the Barbarian formula. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Conan O'Brien <laughs> formula. Conan O'Brien formula, yeah. You just do a weird dance, I think there's a string attached to your hips, and then you're <laughs> set. Yeah. yeah. But they, that's part of the reason they're so successful, is that you know you don't, you don't really need to know the previous mythology. You're not having to remember stuff from previous movies, because it's impossible to do so. It's really just, we're going to take you along on a ride, and mm -hmm. they're more often than not decently good at building that ride together. They also are so good at doing like the Chekhov's gun situation where yeah. everything that you are going to see later, they're going to show you the first. So then you see it and you go, ooh, like it's like yeah. making you, it's giving you credit for watching the movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I did it. I oh, did it. I, know, I, I saw them bury those barrels and now they're exploding. <laughs> Yay me. I figured it all out. <laughs> oh, I've got no man's land. This is a thing. Like, and look, my, my criteria for whether the movie's good or not is does it know what it wants to be and does it succeed at it? And I think that's why. I more or less enjoyed this one. I more or less enjoyed eight. That's one of the reasons I didn't enjoy seven is I found seven very self-serious and overly long. And I thought it lost target of just being an entertaining action movie. Okay. And these latter two, although they have no, like no logical cohesion with the beginning of this franchise. You think he's going to tell us all about it when he sees us again. <laughs> Cause it's been a long day. 
fuck you. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> like, yeah, th- this is pretty entertaining for what it is. I think if it has one major flaw is the budget was too big. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we had this Wait, conversation. Yeah, I have not had this conversation. Yeah, so, so I'm going to talk about the okay, okay, theater. Okay. So, so take this movie, right? This movie probably had, I, I can try to look it up, but I would estimate it probably had somewhere around a 250 to 300 million dollar budget okay let's play over under 245 million dollars okay Cameron. wait are we not including advertising or is this including no, advertising? We're, we're talking just production budget not pna oh i'm gonna say an advertisement for those yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm gonna Thank say you. uh 165 i'll say 210 okay so it uh at least um according to wikipedia 200 okay so i went okay so you no no he said 200. We're not doing prices right. We'll just get oh, out of sorry. Here. You said like 135? I said 165. Okay, but you said 200. I said 250. So I, I overshot it. Okay, so it was $200 I said million. Six families. Okay. If this movie had half the budget, I think it'd be twice as good. Why? Because as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh my God, there is so much money on screen, but that's not always necessarily a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, good example is when they go to Moscow to try and find like that blood diffuser machine to save the sister can i just i don't want to be like you know a negative person on this movie what happened why were they in that house like okay here's my only question those women that jason statham seemed to know yes well they're they're planning the next spinoff right well that's a whole that's something we're gonna get to presents hobbs and shaw presents guess the spinoff yes statham's girlfriend sexy russian mobster slash thieves but it seemed like they were in a house that was not theirs. Correct. They right. said that. But mm-hmm. they immediately went to a in like in station in house like touch panel that like they all seemed to know how to navigate. Yes. You're trying to tell me that wasn't like password protected or well they wouldn't have been. They're in that all professional house. hackers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone in this movie is a professional hacker. They're like they, they're like yeah we just kidnapped this guy because this is his his house. Let's go to his control center. Well, so. Is there a woodpecker outside? What is that? Yes. Oh, that guy's building a new car. Hang on, let me close the window. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I know it's hot in here, but like, I can't hear this. Uh, so if I were to try and guess what all that was, so they said he's a Russian mobster. Um, uh, I, I would guess he's connected to Etrion in some way. Oh, like obliquely? Yes. Yeah. So like he was like he was like a financier. <laughs> I was going to say, you're giving them a lot of credit. Yeah. Yes. He, uh, he could have been. There could have been some sort of connection there. Yeah, so so his computer was already <laughs> set up into their system. Oh, so like okay. they specifically stole his... They, they robbed his house because, one, he had all the oh. equipment, and two, he was already in the okay. network. Totally, okay, that totally makes yeah. sense. Cause I, nowhere in the movie, but let's say that makes sense. No, that would make sense because what I, my you issue was... You didn't see was, the, was like, the, the bug in the bottom right corner that yeah, said in, like, asterisk, like, little, he also works for the company. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, did he just, like, catch them at a bad time? They're like, oh, sorry, we're in the middle of a robbery, but, like, we can talk. Yeah, but, we're good. Yeah. Everything's fine. But, yeah, so they when they get to that Russian facility... Like, those are all, like, huge... You can tell there's, like, sets they've built. Or if they're not sets, they have drastically modified whatever space they're in. Because, like, it doesn't look like just some 
random old warehouse somewhere, right? It's like, oh, this is a set. Like they spent a shitload of money putting in like all of these crates and like cubicles and all of the cars in it have tons of modifications to them. And there's lights everywhere and everyone has custom clothing and custom guns and all sort of stuff. It's like there are very few things in this movie that didn't have to have an additional cost to modify them in some way visually. Mm-hmm. Like everywhere they go, it's an expensive looking set. And I think it all just comes down to like, they want this movie to gross a billion dollars somewhere in that ballpark. So they're going to give it a $200 million budget, another $200 million spent on advertising so that like theoretically then it makes that sort of money. It's like this idea that to make that kind of level of money, you have to spend that level of money. And I think in doing so, everything just felt overdone. Like imagine this same basic plot structure. Like it's just Hobbs and Shaw are two trackers. They have a history. They don't really get along very well. They have to track down the sister. Even if you keep the virus element there, like make it just a normal virus. Like do what they did in fucking Mission Impossible. <laughs> it doesn't have to be like this, mm, this crazy virus. No. virus. The villain. Was, I'll be honest. That was not the thing that really slowed me down. That the virus was a super virus. But, but it's like it's a normal it, virus. It, it speaks. I mean, that, that's the best post credit bug too. It's like, there's another super virus. No, there's a super duper virus. <laughs> Crazy virus. Yeah, but that like, was great. That was like they made fun of their own writing. It's like it doesn't burn your insides. It burns your outsides. But it's you know everything had to be that bigger. Like these these characters have been treated like superheroes basically because they'll survive anything from the last five movies. So of course the only thing they can go up against is an actual. Super Soldier. And well, imagine- the, the Rock even makes that joke because we, we said at the beginning of the movie, yeah. this franchise started with stealing DVD players. The Rock has a line in this movie, and I think I have it word for word, is I've already saved the world four times. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they both they both allude multiple times to how many times they've saved the world. Right. Yes. And so imagine you just, you de-scale all of this, right? It's that's not, not on The Rock's forte, though. But like, that's part of He's my problem. He's already saved the world. Like, that's part of my problem with this is that it, it feels unnecessarily overblown. And rather than just relying on the chemistry of your leads and having really good supporting actors and having, I mean, David Leach is a really fantastic action director. He was one of the co-directors of uh, John, Wick. John Wick. He did uh, Atomic Blonde, which I think has like awesome. on par with John Wick in terms of action choreography. Definitely, yeah. and you see bits of that here. Like imagine if, Oh, all- that's why. Okay. That's why Vanessa Kirby was so good in action. They probably yeah. had the same trainer. Yeah, exactly. And um, they, yeah, they had the same stunt crew, like same, mm-hmm. some the same stunt performers. So I'm pretty sure that the Vanessa Kirby, Stunt performer uh, is Heidi Moneymaker, who is also Scott Johansson's stunt double. Gotcha. Yeah. So oh, like, cool. She, yeah, she knows her shit. She's awesome. So, like, imagine all this just gets detuned a little bit, and you're really like keeping a much more simple plot, but you're really leaning into the chemistry of the characters, and you're not worried about doing these crazy facilities blowing up, CGI towers falling down. You're actually doing real car stunts. You're not doing a CGI McLaren under two CGI. Like uh, trucks, trucks then, uh, with a CGI yeah. motorcycle, like because they've done that stunt before. Right. Like in the original movie, they actually drove it was like a Honda Civic or something like that underneath a semi. They did that for real. That is a really dangerous hey. stunt. It's really impressive. You're trying to tell me National they didn't Lampoon's do that? Vacation no, they did. did. They didn't do that in real life. They didn't McLaren. do it this time. You were trying to tell me that. Yeah. Tell the- wasn't on that. He wasn't on that motorcycle, that that transformer motorcycle. <laughs> that he like grabbed the back of the spinning, like oh, he didn't, but it looked like he grabbed like the back of the spinning wheel and just get like yeah. get sneaked between he did. the things. That's basically all, yeah, yeah. I will say, I actually that was a stunt that I, even though I obviously knew it was fake, I yeah. kind of was like visually excited by it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of clever, but it, again, just imagine all these things being done for real. Right. Well, no. So oh, here, 100%. here's here's yeah. my example for you. Uh, Death Race with Jason Statham. Okay, yeah. From, you know, 12, 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a movie. It was $50 million. Yeah. Uh, and it's it has, you know, 
not equal action scenes, but still huge action numbers in that movie. Have you seen Death Race? Yes, I have. Okay. Yeah, it's entertaining. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. But like, also, like, yeah, it's a, at this point, now it's like, where do you go next? They just... They fought a character the they called. Yeah. No, no, it's like everyone jokes that it's like the next Fast and Furious has to be in space, but like we're getting close. We're gonna because get there. if they are fighting a guy who calls himself Black Superman, how do you fight somebody else? Yeah, Black Batman. Black Batman. There you go. <laughs> but I, I think he, that's he's got black kryptonite. <laughs> no. The, the, uh, oh, I just realized. Yeah, I just got that too. So, because there's that line, it's like, oh, well, like ready for the kryptonite, and what does he smash Idris Elba against? A rock. The rock. Oh my god, no. <laughs> think of that oh. But yeah, I just I, <laughs> have to take the rest of this podcast off. I know, it's so bad. Oh my but just god. imagine imagine bringing all that stuff down to like a more realistic level and just <laughs> like I'm so excited for you to pitch Fast and Furious. What if they did it in the sixties? Like, but that, like <laughs> no, no, it's like a Fast and Furious genre film. But like I think that's part of the problem is that they have leaned so far into the genre that I think when they do that, they lose sight of what kind of works in these franchises, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, when it started out, it was actual stunts, it was the chemistry of the leads. You know, it was kind of more just grounded storytelling. The first movie is just a remake of Point Break mm-hmm. with cars. Right. But then that's like, well, all franchises. Like, my take on John Wick 3 is where, like, John Wick 1 was so awesome because practical stunts, like, yeah. it's very small world, all that kind of stuff. But now in John Wick 3, he has to go to 700 different places. Yeah. And like, at a certain point, or he meets the king of the kings in the middle of the desert. Like, it before it was like, oh man. These are all things a person really could survive. Yeah. And in John Wick 3, he tries to kill himself in the desert in order to find somebody and then yeah. just chops his finger off. Uh, yeah. Some of that didn't so work. So it's like for well. this, you're like, where where can they? Like, they have to keep doing that, but then they unnecessarily raise the stakes. Like, in the after credit sequence where he calls the police on Jason Statham, and so instead of, J- like, you know Jason Statham's going to escape, and he's fo- facing off, like, against 40 police officers. You're like, yeah. why are we raising also, the stakes here? Armed police officers in the UK. It's like, that's a special, de- like, branch they deploy. Like, normal UK cops don't carry don't guns. Don't carry guns, yeah. But everyone in this movie, despite being set in London, carries a gun. Yes. Also, it was actually filmed in Glasgow. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was. So they, I heard that reference on another podcast, and as I'm watching it, I've been to Glasgow, and I was like, oh, I actually recognize this part of town. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, so my question for you guys is, if Fast and Furious could have a team-up with any other film... Oh, friends. Friends, but a movie. <laughs> Well, we'll say any other buddy cop franchise. Uh, uh, the other guys. I mean, they're, they're gonna do it. Transformers. It's just what's gonna. I, this I was, is what's gonna happen. I, I was oh, gonna say Transformers. Job. Yeah, that's well, true. We already like a, know it's part of the Italian job. Yeah, universe. it's a con- like a continuation of the Italian job universe. The, I'll the same be honest, car. that wasn't what I thought they were gonna do, but yeah. it makes sense. It's, oh, that or like the. Tr- I'm surprised there wasn't a car from like the Transporter because yeah. that was like Jason okay. Statham's See, earlier movies. Again, like. The first Transporter movie, all done, like, actual, very practically, like, relying on his martial art capabilities and actual drivers and actual cars. Much, much better. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just, sorry, guys. I'm just well, wasn't it also the Italian job was all, like, practical effects and uh, yeah. actual driving, and that was what made it so yeah. great. It was, it was a my... practical Ed Norton, which yeah. is very rare nowadays. That's true, yeah. It's most of CJ Ed Norton. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think this is, like... What I respect about, say, the John Wick franchise is that, it, to your point, like it got bigger, but mostly it went deeper into its own mythology. And I think in doing so, it gets complicated. But, and the stakes must necessarily be raised. But their way of doing that is giving us 
different kinds of action sequences we've seen before, mm -hmm. but it hasn't really relied on CGI-heavy stuff, I would say, up until the very, like, final moment of John Wick 3, which, I guess, spoiler for John Wick 3, but, like, he falls outside the building, and it's, like, like a CGI dummy of him bouncing along, like, a bunch of fire escapes. Right. Like, up to that point... Hey, Jackie would have done it. Jack, he would have. Jackie that's, Chan would have done the, it, for real. That's what this franchise needs. It needs Jackie Chan, although, at this point, I think he can't do that many stunts. I mean, Donnie Yen. I was going to say, show, yeah. like, a Donnie Yen or... Who's also kind of getting up there in it. He's like 45 or 50. Yeah. Or like the um, like the guys from The Raid. Yeah. That would be awesome. That would be so awesome. Yeah, because they've been popping up in places here and there. Um, but they John popped Mike up 3. in John Wick 3. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I think I would love to see them refocus on just kind of better filmmaking and not just rely on getting bigger and crazier and doing everything CGI. Did you see, going on a quick tangent, uh, Movie Insider put out a video this week of... Uh, all the practical effects that went into that scary movie movie that just came out. Oh, um, Tales, Scary Stories. Yeah, Scary Stories, whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, and it's fucking awesome. I'll check that out, uh, actually. It, it's like a five-minute video that the insider put out. Uh, Del Toro's in it a lot, talking about, like... Makes sense. You know, a lot of the a lot of the monsters, you only had a single photo, a single drawing of. Yeah. Um, and so how do you kind of bring that into a full 3D character... Well, how does it move? How does it, you know, what does it do? Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it's really cool to see, like, you know, of, of every, of every genre, horror is kind of the one that still sticks with practical the most. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and sometimes it's, it's fucking awesome, especially no. in, in, you know, and what it shows in this, in this kind of quick uh, movie, uh, what's the word? Something at. Vignette? Sure. Little, little featurette? It was Tony Jaw on the bus. It was Tony Jaw on the bus. So yeah, I would love to see like a Donnie Yen yeah. or something like that where you can bring it back to real estate. Yeah. Now, Cameron, mm -hmm. what you what franchise do you want to smash it together with? Oh, my first thought was uh, Men in Black. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> like I was like, that's crazy, and then I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's not I mean, crazy you don't want to see them race a spaceship. <laughs> I'm like Starship Troopers at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what's gonna happen. It's good they're gonna have a space race. Marvel. Oh no 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 no! Super Troopers. Okay, actually, fine. Actually, that would be so funny. Vin Diesel getting pulled over by Ramathorn. I would. If they would just do that, that. as like it's like a super short Comic Con video. Oh, that'd yeah. be the like, funniest thing like ever. The Chris Hemsworth as Thor with the roommate kind of. Yeah, thing. exactly. Like, that'd be so good. Is them them you know driving through Canada and getting pulled over? I would love that. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, we got to pitch to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, like it, I feel like just the the inevitability of this movie is you start talking shit on it. But the one thing I want to bring up is what I mentioned earlier. This franchise actually does make pretty big overtures to be progressive in ways that others don't. So you go back even to, you know, I think Fast Five is a pretty good starting point on that. Obviously, you know, you still have uh, at the time Paul Walker being, you know, one of the main characters. But then a lot, like most of that rest of that cast is actually really diverse. Mm -hmm. And although they are getting better-ish with their female characters, they have still had a lot of women in their movies too that aren't just there to be ogled at. Like I would say that this movie had more male beefcake in it than female beefcake. Oh, or, yeah, what, what's for not, sure. What's, the, what's female beefcake? Why are you looking at me? You two are straight. You tell me what it's called. I don't know. What? You're straight? <laughs> Wait. You're... <laughs> I thought this was Gay and Forward. Yeah, <laughs> what podcast are we on? Gay and Forward presents Hawes <laughs> and Shaw. Gay and Forward. It has to be an ampersand. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, there's, I'd say one kind of like gratuitous butt shot when they're walking to the club in the, like the opening sequence. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, they do like a long hold on that girl wearing like 
like a weird like armor. metal armor thing. Yeah, but otherwise, cool. it's like it's mostly like focusing more on the male characters. Like we mm-hmm. didn't get, we did not get enough Idris Elba beefcake. But like, I mean, I'm sorry, but that whole moment when all like the shirtless Samoan guys and Pacific Islanders are doing their what's the, their the haka, haka. Yeah. the war chant. Ah, I'm like, I like, love just, haka so much. We just do this for two hours. <laughs> but can we get uh, a I little was, bit? More? I honestly was distracted by the subtitles being the same yeah. font for <laughs> so much, <laughs> so much of the movie. I kept on being like, ooh, if I was creating a style book, what would the L look like? <laughs> What does the L look like in the f f f font? <laughs> in the f f font. F and f and f. Yeah, but I, you know, I think you know this movie. Vanessa Kirby's character is on par as capable as male characters. Sometimes mm-hmm. even more so. She's not overly sexualized. They yeah. don't overly sexualize. She's a, she's a professional hacker yeah. on top of it all. Yeah. They also don't push the romance thing. Like you think no. they're going to push the romance thing, and then they kind of take the foot off the gas yeah. pedal right when you think they would put it like, on it when they're setting up the uh the character arc for the rock about how his daughter like doesn't like look at my family tree and it's got two branches on it like mm-hmm. oh i know where this is going i really expected at the end it was like oh now vanessa kirby is with them it's like this new little mini family right, right. i liked they didn't do that i same. agree yeah yeah like it it eludes them having a romantic relationship but it doesn't make that a a prize at the end of it. That's not part of like the um, like the denouement of the whole thing. It's not the wrap up of like, oh, they're together now. I also even... thought that was interesting. Like, I think it's kind of more lesser, but with the Rock being like a single father, yeah. and it's never like we're damaged because we don't have a mother. It's like he's just a single father and yeah. he's a great parent. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. is a really good dad. Like, yeah. he has a really good relationship. Daughter, he's looking out for. Her. Like, he has no alarm on his phone, so we can call her. I assume my guess was that was for the the time change. Oh, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, he's in London now. When the alarm goes okay, off. Yeah. Sense. But it's like, you know, Vanessa Kirby's character is actually given real shit to do. I mean, they're, okay, I do want to talk a little bit about that weird moment with the, yeah, the, the team of like the, the female Fury team or whatever that breaks into the Russian billionaire's house and it's a bunch of arms dealers. That felt a little bit forced. Their clothing is not conducive to being good thieves. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. The, the lead, uh, the lead there, I'm looking up her name because she was also in... Um, she looks very familiar. She was in Baby Driver. Was she? Oh, yeah. She's John Hamm's uh, girl in Baby Driver. Yeah. and I mean, uh, um, Isa Gonzalez. Yeah. Who's, again, also unbelievably gorgeous and, and good in this too, but like that... I mean, I liked they introduced this team. There's no commentary on that being like this this group of like female assassins or female like arms dealers or whatever. They're not that sexualized. She's a little bit. She's like wearing kind of like some sort of weird like Victoria's Secret thing under a blazer. I don't know. But there's not commentary on it. Like they're just there and they're good at what they do. The mom's just there and she's like breaking through handcuffs in prison and like trying to escape and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So they're good at that. And I, I liked a lot that they set the finale in Samoa. Like, I think that is a particular cultural group, you know, Pacific Islanders that isn't seen in a lot of huge movies of this level. And it's definitely mm-hmm. getting more and more. I mean, with with The Rock being leaning so much more into that culture, yeah. with Taika Waititi coming yes. up in power, yeah. uh, we're I mean, getting that Pacific um, Islander. Samoa, too. I mean, their version yeah. of Aquaman. Right. You know, is reminiscent of that. And so I... I liked, I mean, because they fell into the trope of like, oh, we got to get off the grid. Oh, we'll go to the one place and no one will find us. It just happens to be where I'm from. But I liked they brought in that group of characters that yeah. you don't often get and a chance to And they did it the right way. The wrestlers. Yeah. The only thing yeah. that... <laughs> that group of characters. I, I must say, the thing I did so like awesome. what you said about the the female like Russian thieves and Helen Mirren and everything was it was nice when they didn't spend so much time doing exposition and being like... Yeah. And when they came back to Samoa, it was kind of nice because it felt like we didn't have to know too much. And then he was like, 
I actually betrayed my father and this used to be a chop shop and it's now not a chop shop. And yeah. all that. and it's like, we don't need all of these walk and talks to get us to where we are because you can do the Russian thieves thing and I'll just buy it. I'll just go, yeah. Oh, Jason Statham kisses this girl and everyone's like, all right, they know each other. We're good. Yeah. They have a, they have some sort of relationship. Great. And we don't need to know anything else about it. Let's yeah. move on to the next thing. Yeah. And I think that's the problem is when it's, those two leads and like they the whole movie is built around like their persona i think they overload those characters with too much backstory and exposition and arcs and stuff like that and mm. i mean i i guess they felt it necessary to incorporate the family element mm -hmm. into this like it's all about family <laughs> didn't really need to be there it wasn't necessarily clunky in the way they did it but it just it did feel like it added on maybe about 30 minutes to a movie that would have been like a lot tighter and faster and more mm -hmm. fun without it i just feel like all of these kind of action movies nowadays and maybe it's just because this there's so many stars and there's so much money they, they just need to be longer give me that movie in 110 minutes or less yeah mm -hmm. give me a hundred minute movie and i'm so more much just more excited and i'm not ever looking at my watch i'm just not exhausted by listening to these people have to tell me their sob stories well yeah as, as i brought up talking about talking with these guys last night uh after the big you know explosion at the plant that's that's an ending yeah like there that could be an ending right there but. yeah like that the movie could have faded to black and like okay cool we did it great right uh and then like because i forgot about all the trailers i forgot about all the samoa stuff mm -hmm. and you know it ends and like oh shit we got rid of the bad guy we blew up the vicinity we accidentally broke the machine on the way of doing yeah. it. Oh, darn so we it. We gotta go get someone to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the only person that can fix a two-time Nobel Prize winner's machine? My Uso. My brother. My chop shop brother. Have you heard of uh, the term, no, oh, what is it called? Trinity syndrome? No. Okay, my, my coworker just brought this up to me, and it's basically the idea of starting a film or a franchise with a strong, powerful female character that has to kind of lose her oh, power for okay. the lesser male character to take the lead. Okay, oh, yeah. So named, like, named after Blade after... Trinity. Yes, yes absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, another Ryan totally Reynolds Totally short-changed <laughs> Jessica Biel. Yes. Uh, now, obviously named after Trinity from yeah, the Matrix, no, but that's a very it's good um, point. the what's-her-face in Lego Movie. Um, oh, um, Wild Child? Sure. Obviously, I'm not helping with this this syndrome because I can't remember her name. Yeah, but I can't remember anyone's name in that besides Batman. Uh, Vanessa Kirby's character is named Hattie. That's my yes, my thank contribution. You. Uh, the 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 quick description is for an ordinary wild style. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, for the ordinary dude That's to be triumphant. Traditional first name. Yeah. Uh, the strong female character has to entirely disappear into uh, subversive trope or subversive trophy character mode. This is Trinity Syndrome, all of the Matrix. A hugely capable woman who is never who never once becomes independent, significant, or exciting, uh, as she as she is in in the introduction. No, nope, that's fair. Yeah, because mm -hmm. uh, how to train your dragon. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I feel like a lot of like kid animated movies. Weirdly, well, I, and I think that's a, a byproduct of good intentions being hampered by storytelling archetypes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right so like, the, the list they had is how to train your dragon lego movie hobbit uh desolation of smog riddick star trek into darkness pacific rim uh oblivion and the dissolve yeah what happens in pacific rim uh is it one or i mean so in the that's probably rising it's part yeah because there's the, oh, the, the adopted daughter of idris elba who gets partnered with charlie hunnam's character in the first one no I, so it is that it is that then okay yeah but yeah, I can totally see that. And I think the what you have there is basically like, oh, we're still falling into stare like 
film damsel story. Damsel in distress. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it, ultimately, this is going to lead to a damsel in distress point. So to balance that out, we're going to introduce this character as being a total badass, right? But then not actually follow through on it in any sort of meaningful way. Yes. Yeah. The guy has to find his power through kind of the vacuum that she left. Yeah, it's it's still... But in that vacuum, she lost all her power. Yeah, it's still female characters being there exclusively to drive forward a male character's story. I mean, mm-hmm. one could make an argument a little bit in this even that that's one of the reasons why Vanessa Kirby is there is to like motivate and to give arc to uh, Jason Statham's character. Mm-hmm. But I will say that uh, she is like consistently powerful all the way through. Yeah. I mean, well, they even make the joke on the plane where Statham is like, "You're only here because you want to sleep with my sister." Oh yeah, and he's like, "No, like I said, save the world four times." Yeah, got to got to get that five Pete. Speaking of Jason Statham's character arc, when him and uh, Vanessa Kirby are talking right before the battle, does it? Do, maybe I took this wrong, but doesn't he kind of seem to indicate that he's like, "Once everything's all good, we can just leave." Like. We can kind of abandon everybody. Yeah, I think that's what he wanted to do. But then she never says like, "No, we should stay." She gives like the the, the head nod. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, "I hear you." Right. Uso. So at some point they were gonna like their plan was never refuted that they were just gonna no, like I, dip I, on everybody. I think what he was saying is, uh, if it goes south, uh-huh. uh huh. So like if you know if they break through the front line, then we have I you know I have this car set up on the side. You stand near there. And then if something happens to our plan, we're just going to get the fuck out of here. Right. But then that's like, it wasn't that, like once everything's done, we're going to get out. Right. It's, it's I somehow missed all of it. But this. that just seems like a weird, well, yeah, because also the movie serves as an f- absolute memory wipe. Yeah. Uh, it's like Superman's kiss. What? 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 In Superman 2, like kisses Lois and all of a sudden she magically forgets that There's he's a second Clark Kent. Yeah. When the first For, one came out? The 70s. What? Oh, God damn it. Sorry, I'm not a DC guy. I'm just kidding. Neither am I. Get off our podcast. <laughs> Sorry, take, I, off, I, take that, this podcast. I, I interrupted you for a bit that did not land. Please <laughs> continue. No, it landed. You're doing great. Thank you. <laughs> Wait a minute. How have I become the low status character? Gary, Gary, put in some laughs here, man. It, don't talk to Gary. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. His name's not even Gary. It's Greg. <laughs> Maybe Gary and Greg's the lowest status character yeah. here. There's two of them. We had to hire a second fully <laughs> yeah, person. Because I was talking to Greg, so Gary now's the other one. Cameron, what have I told you about hiring interns? We cannot pay them. Yeah, that's hey, why they're called an unpaid intern. Hey, interns, get the guy that's hammering something outside to stop so yeah. we can open the window again. What were we talking about? Uh, uh, okay, yeah, so it feels like his character, even at the end, it felt like a Chekhov's gun moment where they're like, if everything goes wrong, we're going to leave. And then everything kind of goes wrong. The helicopter steals her. And instead of him being like, oh, we should leave or whatever, like it's never addressed again. And that just felt like well, they don't really a... have time because she's Why in the not? helicopter. They made, they are, movies like a thousand hours. Well, just I mean, like the end. after that, they, they never get a chance to talk because she is taken in the right. helicopter and he's in the car. Oh, Liam Neeson in the Fast and Furious movies taken. Oh, Jesus. I, I, I think Liam Neeson's not going to be popping up at anything anytime soon. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you're right. My yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it is a good question. Like, what actor is going to be next? Because, oh, it's not even speculating. This, this is not a path hey, worth going down. Cruise. Cruise? You think Cruise is going to do this? No, I don't think so. He I think Cruise. Because he would want to be the biggest star. Exactly. Yeah. And there's too many big stars in this already. Yeah. No, but I think what, what I was trying to say is Sean like, Connery. Before I brought up canceled Sean, Liam Neeson. Yeah, that's, Sean, that's Sean Connery is well past doing anything at this point. 
But, you know, I, I think at least for the most part, this movie does a nice job as female characters. I also thought it was very interesting, um, their approach to guns. Mark Hamill. Mark, Mark Hamill? Mark Hamill would totally play a villain in the series. Mm, I think we're going to get Mark Wahlberg or we get Mark Hamill. I know, but could you imagine, you know, like, he, 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 be, he, he has the same character type as uh, Charlize Theron, where he's just the guy in the chair. Yeah. But how fucking awesome would it be? He also has blonde dreadlocks. Yes. <laughs> uh, he's her dad. Exactly. Right? That's what no, I was going to say. Now it's going to oh, Can we Zab's, speculate it's on It's going to be family who, versus family. Who do we yeah. think the voice is? Okay, yeah. There's that weird cybernetic voice. Your theory is that it's Charlize Theron. I think it's Charlize Theron. But I honestly cannot remember what happened to her at the end of the other movie. She, Neither can I. She survived. She escaped. I don't, I don't remember either. I think it's Ryan Reynolds. It, sound, Cause it, it sounds, sounds like his voice, like but I think, I think the way they position him, especially in the post-credits sting, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. But as we also know, those three post-credits stings kind of all contradict each other. Yeah, they don't make any sense. They sort of actively contradict what happened Yeah, because the, the first movie. one is there's a, another super virus, and Ryan Reynolds is like, hey, you and Sean need to team up again. And the second bug is... Hey, Shaw, uh, I, I'm going to throw you in jail. Yeah, I've called the cops on you. Yeah. <laughs> Given them a, a, a very obviously fake name. And then the third one is Ryan Reynolds being like, oh, just kidding. The virus is fine. It's fine. I didn't uh, get shot. Yeah. <laughs> Stab uh, somebody with a brick. Right. Okay, but I, I do want to jump back to this real quick, though. I want to talk about their treatment of guns in this. Okay. So that was very, very interesting. So I remember in the trailer, they had that moment where they open up the gun locker and they've all been replaced with like the, the family Samoan, like Samoan um, weaponry. And the, like, the 11th family of the family list. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I, what's also interesting as well is there are not, there aren't a lot of henchmen that are killed by the heroes in this via guns. There's a lot of times when there could be a gunfight and then through some sort of like like plot machinations, the guns aren't usable. Like the, the bad guys have guns that can only be activated by like certain kinds of gloves and stuff like that. So heroes can't just grab a gun and start shooting. Or people. there's a flamethrower. I feel like flame the first thrower. person I feel like I this is obviously not correct. The first person I remember dying on screen is the guy in the helicopter that's supposed to shoot Vanessa Kirby when her timer goes down. Uh, no, because there are other people. There, there oh, there are, are definitely other people that die. Yeah. Well, the like, opening scene is... Uh, but like, you're talking about like heroes killing like the heroes villains. Heroes straight up oh, killing villains. Yeah. Okay. So there are a few henchmen that do get shot in various places. Um, Statham, he does kill the two guys that attack him in Vanessa Kirby's house, right? In her in her flat? I think so. I'm pretty sure. Because then the, no, he stopped the grenade No, he stopped the grenade. Off. No, he yeah. just like knocks the other guy. He, he, yeah. he beats the well, shit out I didn't think, I thought they were MI6. I didn't think they were Etrion. Uh, no, they're the two guys. They're two of the three guys from the very beginning. They take their like masks oh. off. And, one of them is familiar. I think he's, uh, he's popped up in some other David Lee okay. movies. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the, the main characters in this mostly. No, because they were passive with him. They were definitely MI6. Because they, they say, show me your hands. No. And I feel like that's not something that Etrion all the do. MI6 agents get killed. They would have to get killed. That's how they can frame Hattie. The remaining three guys. There's still other MI6. No, but the remaining three guys come in on motorcycles are stopping and having a conversation with Big Driss. And he's like, you guys go find these people. Wait, go, let's go back. Big Driss is great. Big Driss. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the other three guys that are in the apartment are Driss's boys. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. But like Driss's most, triplets. most of the henchmen and villains in this are <laughs> not. Yeah. I'm, on, I'm on three more versions by Monday. <laughs> Damn it. Like, I thought it was just very interesting that there seemed to be a deliberate effort on the part of the filmmakers to minimize gun violence, especially on the part of the heroes, which is actually kind of bold in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, a lot of genres will now lean hard into that. Like, I even found the last time I rewatched John Wick 2, 
when he's going through the caverns to take people with the AR-15. I actually found it hard to watch, just given everything that's going on in mm-hmm. this country. That is really, that, that's such an interesting thing. I did not, I did not notice that until now you talk about it. It's like, I don't remember the rock firing a gun. He, he carries the gun. He in, carries, I think he maybe shoots like maybe one guy in when they attack the, the, the tower. Building. Yeah. I don't think he does. Cause I think that they, they end up like it's because I remember being like, why isn't anybody shooting a gun here? Because they kind of they're behind the thing the guys are shooting at him. No, so and they, then they slide. Out, and they they slide. slide, grab the guns, and they both shoot them. Oh, they and shoot them. I thought they yeah. just hit them. Yeah, him. but it's it's very minimal because like even then when they get down on the ground, they go to grab one of the rifles and they can't fire it because it's security locked. Right. Exactly. So I just thought, and you know, even again towards the end, they like disable all the guns, so it has to be a physical brawl. And I just thought that was cl- like a clunky mechanism, but a clever way in some form to shift the movie so it wasn't just all about firefights happening all the time. Yeah, it's more of an anti-vax movie than it is a pro-gun movie. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just thought it was very bold on their part. I mean, I, I think it's... Because well, that's also the, the joke that we made. Uh, after. The, so the guns are deactivated for six minutes. Yeah. And then, you know, the I guess it also turns off the helicopters. It turns off the missiles and helicopters somehow. Um, <laughs> so the, the guns come back on, and then there's the army of Samoans that come in. And all of the all, <laughs> yeah. all of the Etrian agents are like, oh man, I guess they got us. And I'm like, they. I leaned over to you. I'm like, they still have automatic weapons that yeah. now work now. Right. Yeah, and and there wasn't like two of them. There were like twenty. Yeah, there, there was yeah. still a, a, a small a small regime. You yeah. you could get out at a minimum. <laughs> you could you could like break through the lines. Yeah. Um, uh, no one else has a weapon. No yeah. one on Samoa has a gun. Yeah. But they have motorcycles. Yeah. But I mean, so just you know, given. Uh, their take on minimizing the use of guns in the film, the treatment of female characters, the inclusion of like kind of ethnic minorities. This franchise is doing what I think. This others... is the most progressive film of all time. I mean, I would agree. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like genuinely, <laughs> genuinely going to give it credit for doing things that other major blockbusters won't do or haven't even. Even Marvel hasn't been great about this. There's not a lot of gun violence in Marvel, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of the female characters are still pretty shortchanged. Mm-hmm. Looking at like Ant Man and the Wasp, like the Wasp is like barely in it and has no character arc at all. I still think they have a long way to go. I mean, like it's still a male movie, and it's yeah. still like. I don't. I wouldn't say like Vanessa Curry's character is fantastic, but they still they don't sexualize her at all. They, yeah. The witch is awesome. Like it feels like you can just get her. It's like she's a good actor, yeah. and that's the reason that she's in this movie. Yes, she is also very beautiful, but we don't care about that really for the purposes of her character, except for that joke that kind of came back. I would say even one too many times because you're like, what? Why do we keep saying this? Which joke? The girl when the his daughter's like she's really pretty. Oh yeah. And then someone later is like she's really pretty. She, well, she is. She, she is. is. I don't disagree with that. Like, that. Yeah, that, that wasn't like, in the script. That was just they saw her on set. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. It was so actually. Pretty. Oh, you tried to like, tell me the little girl was actually the casting dir- yeah. casting director for this? Oh, uh, the little girl's my least favorite part of the movie. She's fine. I don't know why you hate her so much. Because because she doesn't take anything uh, away from the movie. <laughs> she's not barely like, in because it. Oh after, my god. After Stranger she's Things. Stealing scenes. After Stranger Things. After uh, Game of thrones the bar of child actor has gone so high up i guess i didn't even think about her to be honest i was like she's fine not very progressive of you chris yeah wow oh well well so ageist uh (laughs) in the opposite direction apparently (laughs) all by the old people give me only keep the youths away where's the helen mirren origin story (laughs) yeah we're gonna get that okay actually that's what i do want to talk about uh 
Why what is she is such a good criminal? Yet, why what? is she such a good criminal yet asks for a C4 and a birthday cake? I know. No, one, no one's going to notice that. Because it's, it's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, why don't you just give me a hammer or like a, a movable like black hole that I can just throw around places? Can you just give me a bulldozer? <laughs> uh, what do we think is going to be the spinoff from well, this? Well, we know they definitely set up a sequel to this. Yes, they set up a sequel to this alongside with this, like, this Fast Nine, which yeah. is also in the works. Yes. Yeah, I think we got to go back to Fast Nine, and I bet we get like a uh, like a ludicrous spinoff. No, so I'm saying like this movie yeah, from from this one. Well, this, I don't know. This movie sets up obviously a sequel. It they have that uh, the Isa Gonzalez led female team. Yeah. Yeah. That felt like it was set up a Ryan Samoa Reynolds. family movie. Yes, from one Oh, yeah, I mean, movie. yeah, a Ryan Reynolds uh, rock buddy cop. Yeah, like that is set up. The fact that they give Kevin Hart a substantial enough role that it's not just oh, a no. cameo. A Kevin no. Hart origin story <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the movie Central Intelligence? Yeah, exactly. Kind of. Or every other movie they do together now at this point. Did or you know, Central Intel? No, it's I actually filmed in my hometown. Oh, really? Shout out Winchester, Massachusetts. Nice. Uh, it's, it's very okay. Yeah. Ever, ever, ever <laughs> it's supremely all right. all right. Yeah. Um, or even like we might get like the Shaw family, like crime movie spinoff now, or I just a hot spinoff. All like, I want is like a fourth Shaw child that has never been mentioned before, used to be in the military, went rogue, and is good again. Yeah. Right. I want uh, a Pimp My Ride style Netflix series <laughs> based on the, the Chop Shop. The Hobbs Bo- Customs. Uh, yes. Roman Reigns is Mad Mike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So much potential. I know. Because that's the thing, is that you felt like there was a lot of. Uh, spinoff bait franchise bait going on I want a on documentary here. on the two time Nobel Prize winning scientist <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes Eddie Marzans <laughs> and how this he doesn't a... have a replacement pair of glasses the entire time he's trying yeah. to develop it like uh, really develop... they can't just like stop by a CVS or a Boots <laughs> in the UK <laughs> well, they said they have nice yeah. little WBA Walgreens exactly, Boots yeah. Alliance yeah, they stop by Mark and Spencer's why and don't get they stop glasses? by freaking Ethion which is a, a, I was like say, a, a giant they killer said, CVS they said they have three miles of, of R&D. Someone in there has to have co- like spare contacts glasses. or glasses. Do you think they shot the same, uh, the scene in the start of Rogue One where, um, uh, what is, it's like the origin story where Mads Mikkelsen is like in the field. Yeah. In the same place that they're shooting the outdoors of the Ethion headquarters. Yeah. It looked very similar. Yeah, just like a Scottish countryside. Yeah, it was very pretty. Somewhere. It was yeah. very pretty. Yeah, like that building doesn't exist. Yeah, I was like, also, if Ethion had like workspace out here, they wouldn't want to destroy the world. They're like, oh, the world's very beautiful, yeah. and I'm actually kind of enjoying this. Uh, okay, the, the last thing I really want to talk about here is I do want to talk about the mechanical prowess of the brother, specifically the hooks he uses <laughs> oh, man. on all of his trucks. Of, of the of the entire movie, this what? Two hour, two, two hour, and like two, two and change. Yeah, yeah two and change minute film. Uh, our theater is silent for most of it. There, there's some laughs. Uh, nope, not true. That's true. I tried to clap at the start. Oh, and yeah, you stopped, and I stopped me. You. Yeah. I stopped you. Kevin silenced you. <laughs> Suppressed your joy. Two claps in when I saw the title screen and was asked what, to stop. What I love is that each of us had a reaction. You started clapping. Shane, Cameron, you shut him up, and I started groaning because they started playing Time in a Bottle, and I love that song. I'm like, don't do this to me. Don't make me associate this great song with this terrible Don't film. worry, it was like a modern Time in a Bottle like. Yeah, they took like cover. a bunch of great songs to give them really shitty remixes. Uh, so our theater is, is, is fairly quiet. There's, there's some 
sparkled or sprinkled laughter. Yeah. The woman behind us is very emotive. She, she, she's shocked anytime a character is on screen. Like, yes. She has never seen a film. No, exactly. Uh, she's waiting for the train to blast through the screen and kill us all. Yes. But when we got to the part where the cars hook into each other, our theater erupts in applause with everyone. It's, it's, the sequence of events is so ridiculous because it's they go after the helicopter, so the rock is in the back of a tow truck. He throws chains over the wing of the helicopter and they just automatically like lock into themselves. Yes. And as then, chains dude, do. He's a very good mechanic. He's a really, really good shot. And these are the world's greatest, like they are sentient hooks. <laughs> they should have called the machine shop Deus Ex Machina. Yes. Deus Ex Hook. Yeah. So so the first car, yeah, the first car is uh Statham in the Rock. Yeah. Uh attached to the helicopter. The helicopter's a little stronger than one car. So it starts to get pulled up off the air. So then all of the other trucks show Uso up. Uso 1 yeah. shows up. And then I think that one, I think that's the one he just... Yeah, the double hook. He just throws double hooks out and they just perfectly latch onto the exposed axles. How convenient. Yeah, of this yes. other one. And then another one shows up. And somebody in the other car is like mouthing axles. They're like... Yeah. Okay, I get you. I heard you. The rock is yelling this whole time. It's like, use use the use the moonshine. Yeah, yeah, use the moonshine. <laughs> As he's floating 30 feet in the air behind a helicopter. With holding the tow truck <laughs> yeah. to the helicopter with just his brute strength. Oh, hey, you know I he will... saw he saw Chris Evans who he's like, I have to do that yeah, better. I have to hold the helicopter in place by myself. Yes. Uh, I will give it to them. I thought he was gonna hold it in the whole time. I'm they, saying. They, they did, like, yeah, like, they kind of gave him a moment to, like, get some slack in it and loop it back yeah, in. Yeah, pull a helicopter it, back in. Pull a helicopter yeah. back down. But, yeah, it's like... So, had, sorry, that's two cars. That's two cars. And then there's, there's, a, th there's a third one. Well, the, so the Roman second, Reigns shows up. Oh, the other wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. That, that's the one where it's it's a latch under the car. Oh, yeah. Where this, it just flips a up. A purpose-built latch just connects to the front of another it's car. It's like a trailer hitch, but the trailer hitch that connects to the Is front of the car. Deployable. That, yeah. do you think Do you think this family is just really, really into trains? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm telling you, like that's how they made all their money is they mm -hmm. developed the world's quickest latching and unlatching hooks. Yeah. Also, oh, but then there's like, the fourth car. What's the fourth one do again? The, the, uh, the same thing as the, as the third one, the but they're hooks. like, we need some weight, and then it's the big Samoan guy oh, in the car yeah. with the, the like the shitty ass grin on his face. Yeah, and like, like he, I'm gonna save the day. Yeah, he's like driving, grinning, and like you <laughs> expect like a, a, a hillbilly get to like banjo to yeah. play in the background. It's like. Dur, 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 dur. Uh, the only thing that uh, disappointed me was those cars were obviously very well modded, but they didn't have great bodywork for the fact that they were supposed to be like these a amazing body shop, body yeah, shop. Like, like the best it, in the world. Yeah, like I'm sure that, like the engines were amazing and all that kind of stuff, but I was like, that car's still rusty. Like, mm -hmm. fix that. Well, it's because these are the ones they weren't selling. Well, but they were obviously modified very well. It's yes. parked outside. <laughs> I don't have All space right. for this indoors. It's the rainy season. Yeah, it's parked <laughs> next to a sea. Salt water is terrible for a car. That shit <laughs> gon' get rusted. It's kind of a stupid move to put their body shop on, like, the coast. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the best place for that. I make it, like, all partially outdoors. Oh, God. This is a good place for electronics. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, the brother being able to rebuild the machine. Uh, where do you think he got all those videos that were like, how to rebuild this machine? They have YouTube. internet on the island. Yeah, but this is the only one. Why yeah. is he YouTubing well, how to build it? That's the thing, is the double Nobel Prize winning scientist also has Wait, a surprisingly when is he watching a video? robust YouTube career. Yeah, when is he watching a video? Oh, in the montage. Is no, that... he's filming it. He's, he's, he's take... I thought he was filming all the pieces. Yeah, so he, he is filming the pieces, but then up on the screen is not what he's filming. Oh, I didn't. I wasn't paying yeah. attention. It to that. definitely like I, I'm 
very confident that at one point he's watching like a YouTube style how to where someone at the start was like, don't forget to like and subscribe if you guys are building these antivirus. Smash things. that like button. <laughs> you know, smash that like button if you're if you hate viruses. Hit that bell icon Jenny if you want to stay up to date. <laughs> Jenny McCarthy's like, I will not. Yeah. <laughs> how dare you? I'm reporting this channel. <laughs> guys, I hate that this video keeps on getting get, taken down <laughs> because anti-vaxxers, but I'm just trying to get the virus out of my body. Yeah. There's a user named McCarthy. Carthy mom who keeps commenting and disliking these videos. Uh, third Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> Miss oh, Wahlberg. Right. She's a Wahlberg, isn't she? She yeah. is. Oh my God. So we're going to get Mark Wahlberg in the next movie. Dude, I would, inevitably. Oh, I'm going to say this. I think Mark Wahlberg would actually fit perfectly. Oh, he would hundred percent. Yeah, he would. He would be such a fun, like, uh, what about it's like a oh my rogue. god it's a transformer <laughs> oh my god it's black superman uh, he, <laughs> what if he's the next genetically engineered hero they come across now yes. a white superman he never could he couldn't get the six billion dollar man film off the ground he's been trying for like a decade so he settles into just being the next cyber villain in hobbs and shaw to hobbs to Shaw two, two Hobbs, two Shaw. Yes, two Shaw. Well, because we talk about that, they can do that. Fast and the Furious Shaw drifts. <laughs> Shaw, mm. Shaw extended failure. Wouldn't reunion. it? would be Samoa drifts, right? What? Wouldn't it be Samoa drifts? Yes, that would make more sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you just mansplain his joke? Yes, he did. No, what did you, you didn't say? Did you say Samoa drift? I said Shaw drifts. I'm just, yeah, and that's a bad joke. Samoa drifts is a bad joke. <laughs> It's a, much, it's a much better Great, joke. Write down that punch. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, hang on, hang Greg, on. Greg, I got, it. I, got it. it. I got it. Hobbs and Shaw to London Griffs. Mm. They're grifters. Mm. Figured it out. George, can you cut that from the edit? <laughs> oh my god, stop hiring interns! With G names only? <laughs> Exclusive with G names. The Gast and the Gurious. <laughs> okay. Have we have we thoroughly discussed this film at this point? I think point? we're off the gales at this point. I think we're good. I would love to keep talking, but uh, we don't have to. No, I th I think we've basically covered all the major bases at this point. So uh, we will just say, look, I will say, I'm glad I saw it with you guys. Any other reason, I would never would have watched this movie. I, I like. I mean, I genuinely, if they put another one out, I will go see it. Same. Uh, like, well, yeah, I will too, because you will make me go see it. Exactly. With you too. <laughs> they put another one out, we will go see it. Yeah, we will. Do we want to do we want to spoil the family counter, or do we want people to? Oh, let's do that. Okay, yeah. So uh, we we started a tradition with uh, the fate of the furious to do an over under as to how many times they're gonna say family. Now, if I recall from that movie, I think the highest we guessed was. I said 17, I think. I think I, it, I, either the highest guess is 18 or the actual was 18, but mm -hmm. it was still beyond our guess. Yeah. I want to say it was in, it was like 23 times. This yeah, year. it was ridiculous. Yeah. So we, I we, am an idiot and keep picking yeah. very low. Uh, at the, the last minute. <laughs> you say six is yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, so, I was like, they're going to say it like the normal number of times a movie would yeah. say a word. So the, the movie's about to start. I'm like, oh, wait, shit, we got to the over-under. So Shane, you were six. Six. I was 12. I was 15. You were 15. And for, it didn't happen. It was actually at six for a really for long, long time. Until we made it to and then we went yeah. to uh, Exactly. Then we made it to the, the final act, and then it got set a lot. And at all this at that point, it doubled. It went straight from six to 12. I'm like, oh, my God, it's exactly 12. I'm locked in. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm going to win. The movie ends. I'm like, wait, hang on. We have post credits There's three post-credits <laughs> post 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 scenes. Yeah. And in those post-credits scenes, they say family two more times. <laughs> yes. Like, it was... I had... 
was never more invested in a film than I was in the post credit scenes of this movie, waiting to see if Cameron was going to win. I was just <laughs> eke a win on the number of families. I was in this so film. dedicated to every word coming out of Brian Rose's <laughs> yeah. mouth. I was so, I, like, I was so fucking focused. Like, my brain was oh like converting God. the dialogue into a script so I could check it as it was going along. My dumb brain is gonna. We're gonna see the next one. I'm like, I bet they only see family like three times. <laughs> like, it's time. probably like, I mean, the movie is about it. But, like, you wouldn't think they'd be that on the nose, right? <laughs> At what what number in the franchise is the word family going to be in the title? Oh, Fate of the Family? Fate of the Family. Family of the Furious? Yeah, yeah The Fast and the Family. Family and Family? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. ten, 10. I was kind of surprised they didn't name this Hobbs and Shaw Fast and the Furious Family. <laughs> uh, the Fast and Furious Family Presents? Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, guys, it's they don't worry if you were concerned because it wasn't a Vin Diesel picture. There wouldn't be a lot of family in it. Do you think Vin Diesel's punch guy just has some some real family issues? It's just like, just put family in again, please. (laughs) All I know is that the F key on that writer's laptop is just worn out so hard. (laughs) The F and the eight. The eight. Uh, Oh, wait, one last thing. Uh, Did you guys like their use of the one F bomb in this? Oh, oh can you remind me, please? So, basically, the the Rock and Statham are separated. They do, like, they're, like, parallel missions. They're both being informed. They have to work together. And it's like, oh, fuck, no. I'll never work with this guy. And, like, right on the fuck. And then cuts, oh, like, the yeah. two of them facing off against each other. How, did, how does that stack up for you in the use of single F-bombs in a PG-13 film? It was fine. I thought, I thought it was decent. I gave it, it was yeah. I thought the, the first part was just, like, too template yeah. too formulaic is the word I should have used it was a little bit uh, and so when they said that I was already kind of I was like I know where this is going and we're just gonna do like the 2008 insults for a while and yeah so, yeah it really felt like they they just were reading off like reddit like r slash insult me yeah and it's like that part I think as soon as they got free from that I think they were really burdened in the first act by all that so I don't think the F was strong okay all right we'll see one to know mm-hmm. now we know. What, what's your number one or what's your like top three F's. Um, I'm a big fan of X-Men First Class, the Wolverine, Logan. Uh, Fuck off. That's probably my number one. Go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Um, I am a big fan of the use of the F-bomb in uh, Love, Simon, where it's like, it's it's right after the other kid has outed him and like the whole school knows and the kid comes up to like try and talk to him and it's like, like you you took something that was meant to be mine away from me and just like, like get the fuck away from me. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, for me, that worked really well. It was like really impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like two of my favorites. Those are good ones. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, audible shout out for Spaceballs too. <laughs> Not Spaceballs two. That movie never existed. But in Spaceballs, they get like all the way to the movie and they go to use the self destruct. There's a little tag that says out of order, and it's like fuck. Even in the future, nothing works. <laughs> that one's pretty good. Uh, yeah, this is mine. That's impressive. I can't. I can very rarely remember them. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the creative use of a single f-bomb in a, in a film it's a nice t- like it's a, it's nice that they have that rule because it's almost like everyone has that weapon in their hip pocket yeah, to use. exactly it's like oh can we do it can we be clever about it mm-hmm. yeah okay i think i think that covers it checked off all of my list mm-hmm. i'm curious last last comment uh, i'm curious how their contract looks compared to in roger rabbit the contract between bugs bunny and mickey mouse of like, is there is there like a screen time? Oh, do they have to have uh, comparable screen times? Stay yeah. with him in the rock. Mm-hmm. 
Is that why they did so many two shots or like like splits? Just solves the problem. They're yeah. both on screen. I did. I did. I like those. I like I when they, when they're fancy with their cinematography like that. Oh, uh, see, I didn't feel like it was fancy. I know I you don't. Like, I just love, I love you. Thought that was fancy. <laughs> it's it's creative and it's something that I do in my work. <laughs> a lot of split screen. Split screen. Yeah, really? I do a lot of split screen work. Yeah. Really? You're yeah. big like two player multiplayer video game from nineteen like the nineteen nineties kind of guy. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Get that nice land party feel. <laughs> it's nostalgic. Just no looking, no looking. No, I, no. I, I found my you screen I, peaked. I found my I found myself the entire time being like, which one am I supposed to be looking at? Yeah. Well, because they they had like a cool like play of color. That's true. Because like one of grays red. versus a lot of brights. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, I like Jason Statham's bathrobe. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's just like got a guy. Wait, 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 wait. He's there's a girl in his bed in that opening shot. Oh, Is you're that right? Is that the same girl? No. Oh, oh my god. I don't. Is he cheating on her? Think. I don't <laughs> is he unfaithful? <laughs> Jason saved him as a villain again. <laughs> no. It's not the Fast and the Faithful. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. We're not ending on that. I'm not ending on that. The unfaithful family. Exactly. And uh, and on that note, uh, Shane, thank you so much for joining us, guys. Thank you for having me. Once as always. again, I love that you've become our go-to uh, guest for any of the major blockbusters. Oh, that sounds. Uh, that is let's an keep, honor. Let's uh, keep this trend going. I'm in. Fantastic. Yes. Uh, do you want people to reach you anywhere on social media? Um, I don't have anything interesting going on on social media. I'm okay. A, I'm a very bland guy. You, you play golf sometimes. Yeah, I like to let people know that I play golf. That's about <laughs> it. If you want to see Shane's golf, I don't know, stalk him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, find me on the course. Google it. Yes. Steal one of Etrion's satellites. I was going to say, go, comment on the Tim Talk Instagram page. If you want to play golf with me exactly. in Los Angeles, if you live and in I, will, I will do it. I will actually do it. If you live in Los Angeles and want a round of golf with Shane, uh, reach us at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook. Is that going to be one Twitter, of our Instagram and Gmail? That can be a contest giveaway. Yeah. The contest is you, you if you enter, you win. You, yeah, <laughs> but you, you actually you, probably have lost. If you participate, you win and you can pay for yourself to join <laughs> Shane say, on the golf course. I, you don't even have to pay for my round. No, just <laughs> yes. must pay for your own. It's actually a sweepstakes where I win yeah. a friend. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but that's where you can find the podcast. If you want to find me, I'm at Lordifer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you want to see my face, you can find that at camdexter underscore adventures. Uh, and my other one is cameron.dexter. And it's for art stuff. It's all the art stuff. Yes. All right. Well, uh, Shane, once again, thank you for being here. Uh, audience, thank you for joining us. And then a final fuck you to the two of you for making me see this movie. <laughs> was, was that, that our one F-bomb? Was that our one F-bomb? <laughs> I've said fuck many more times on this podcast already. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.